I do have to sit down with my smart piggy and like put in all of my like little saving things for the year. Cause you know, I make specific saving things because one of those very specific save- saving things and that is, is on my caveats for the low by no by year is getting a long sword at the Renaissance fair. Cause I want a long sword. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it last year. Cause I got mansplained out of it between Jesus and the man behind the counter. They were like, Oh, you little woman, you can't have, this is better for you. And I Are was drunk serious? and I and I fell into their trap. And so I'm not doing that. So I'm put I have I'm, I'm making a little s- smart piggy bank for a longsword and I'm getting a longsword cuz ha. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> it's But hello year. everybody. New year same stupid ladies that we are. <laughs> you know, you won't find new year new weirdos. Over here. Same weirdos. <laughs> Same Jesus no last year. <laughs> no plans to change. None whatsoever. I quite like me. <laughs> me too. I quite like me. I'm just saying. I, don't, I, I know I'm annoying, but I enjoy me. Anyway. I enjoy me too. What have I you like been reading? Well, the end has happened. It's come the end this is the end this is the end i have read i finished leviathan falls the final book in the expanse series by james s.a Corey. and i'm i i just um man i'm i'm gonna miss reading this series i i enjoy although book eight took me out book eight devastated me okay what where are you at right now in the series Seven. I, I, it's oh, my man. next one. Listen, buckle the hell up, okay? Buckle the hell up. You're gonna get rocked in book Look eight. Book eight. I was not okay when I was when I finished book eight. I was not okay. And the well, book I can't get came. anymore. I can't get <gasps> anymore because the no by low by year, and I have to wait for the paperbacks. That's I right. I get eight, and then I can't get any more. So. By the time No By Low By Year is over, I hopefully can get the rest of them. Okay. Well, this was really, truly just a highly enjoyable sci-fi series. I loved every single book. I came to really love all the characters. I... I'm going to miss it. I might read it again at some point. I mean, you know me. What I, You know, I may read it again at some point. But now that I'm done with the series, I'm going to watch the show on Amazon Prime. So that's what I'm waiting for. And I'm kind of mad when you told me you finished that. I was sort of mad that I didn't think about that when I was prepping for 2023. Because you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I got like in like a fugue state. I ordered a whole bunch of books. Right. Like literally in a fugue state. I forgot what I ordered and I don't even know if I've gotten them all yet. Like there could be like three more books. I don't remember um, that I ordered. I mean, I could always go look at the order, but I'm lazy. And I'm mad that I didn't prep myself to at least get book eight and and measure to see if the paperbacks that are available in the UK are the same size as these paperbacks. Oh, that's right. I know that was a question of yours. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they are, then I would just get them on Book Depository or Blackwell's or somewhere and get them shipped over here. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe you'll get lucky and see him in McKay in the spring when you come up. Girl, you I never know. Never seeing those in McKay. I found. I found what I found book two and three in McKay. I never saw any more after that, but that's where I found book two and three. Well, and McKay, they were just sitting right there. Three. I know, but I'm just I do saying, need to find know, my little. Lucky. I need to find my my vaccination card because I think tucked behind my vaccination card is my the rest of my credit store for credit. McKay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you and I need to make well, that plan so you guys yeah. can can have another epic Naomi and Alyssa adventure. Yeah, in twenty twenty three. Because that is yeah. a caveat to the no buy low buy is that I can only buy mm-hmm. books. Oh God, with like exchanged book money. Like mm-hmm. I have to. I have to. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hit things. Things fell. Did you hear that? <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Oh, good. Because I accidentally opened up my iTunes and something started playing. Nope, didn't hear anything. <laughs> well, let me tell the bu- people. A book fell. If you're looking holding. for, uh, if you're looking for a space opera sci-fi series, I highly recommend the Expanse series by James S. Corey. There are nine books total. There's also another book of all the short stories, which are also great. And I just highly recommend it. This really was a good time. I'm going to miss these characters a lot. It's bittersweet that I finished. I'm scared to finish. And that's maybe some of the reason why I blinked that out. But yeah. I wanted to start the show, and I can't which they really say is phenomenal until I finish the series. But I guess I'll just have to wait. I'll be patient. Okay, fine then. <laughs> all right, what are you reading? Uh, well, we all know I loved a marvelous light, mm-hmm. so I read book two, A Restless Truth, uh, just at the end of the year, and I adored. So to not spoil too many things, basically at the end of a marvelous light the there's this curse that they kind of have to break and you need to find like three items so uh the the there's two men that fall in love this is gay this is lesbians um and the brother from here his sister is like the main character in here and she is on the high seas it's set in sort of a Dwardian England. She's on the high seas on a cruise ship. Um, it feels very Agatha Christie-like because uh, she's trying to figure out this murder that occurs in the very beginning of the book. And it all ties into this curse and these items that are missing to sort of break the curse. She meets this other lady who is traveling back to the UK who is... Uh, from an aristocratic background, her uncle has died. I think it's her uncle or aunt, somebody like that has died and left her a lot of money. Uh, and she's sort of this really brazen, she's been living in New York being an actress, even though she doesn't really need to, but she puts up this whole big front of being like this really saucy, um, lady, right? Like goes against every social norm lady. And there's also this other aristocratic guy who's kind of, uh, somehow related to all the other characters in book one. Um, and they just solve this mystery and a bunch of like mayhem and, and mischief occurs, but then also there's like romance. And I really liked how this uh, relationship unfolds because our main character Maud is like really naive and she really doesn't understand herself. And through meeting this woman and having this sort of more experienced, slightly older woman kind of, 
help her figure out herself and her sexuality was really nice to see. And it was just like this really sex positive book too. And I just, I liked it. Mm. It, was, it was like, it was like a sex positive lesbianic Agatha Christie. Like I don't know. I just I really liked it. it. <laughs> so it was a good time. I, I really enjoyed the series. I think that I just think yeah. it's a fun time and it has like, and like the sex scenes are just on like this, like uh, just a little bit on the raunchy side. Like they're just a little raunchy. They're not just like okay. A, like it, I wouldn't call them smut books because that's not the point. But when they have sex scenes, they're just they're just a little bit, just a little bit on the edge, smuttier. Yeah, okay. and I kind of like I kind of like that. Like it's a little dip into like that part of reading that I kind of sometimes enjoy. So I I like hmm. the series. I would get these. So Marvelous Light and Restless Truth by Freya Marsk. I need yeah, I'm gonna read now. the first one this year. And I sent you that one, right? Mm-hmm, you sure did. And it sounds like I should be able to listen to book two because I won't need to have to. I don't need to think to listen to that. I don't think you should. I think it's just it's just nice. Yeah. So that okay. So that's yeah. that, okay. That's my plan for that. Then I have book yeah, one. So- I'll read that one, and then I'll I'll find the audiobook for book two. Book two is on script. Oh, perfect. Still okay. have script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I just think they're delightful and good time and I like it. Tor.com. Okay. If anyone from Tor.com is listening, please send me book three when it's available because I love these books. Anyways. Is that is book three coming out this year? I have no idea. I have to look. Okay, into so it. no word. If okay. it does come out this year, it's gonna be very late because this came mm-hmm. out very late this year. So it would have to be in the latter half of the year, and I haven't right. heard anything yet in any of my public like publicity emails or anything. So. Okay, all right. So I, I yeah, think this is going to be a. Um, I think this is going to be like because I feel like last year was a really explosive year for new releases. I think mm-hmm. this year is going to be the same. I hope so. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really. I'm just, I've been very excited about everything I've been reading, like, especially in the la- latter half of the year, minus November. I feel like November was a bit of a dud, but that's okay. Um, I was also in Nano, so you had to be like stellar for me to be like, mm-hmm. yes, you're good. But the other thing that happened recently, which is exciting for me, not for you, is that I changed my settings on my Kindle to uh-huh. have it in. There's like a dyslexia font. It looks very huh? funny and it really? might bother you, but there is a dyslexia font and suddenly I can read way more easily on my Kindle. So is that I, a new feature that you did not know was like, there? It's like new ish. It's not like it's new. Like there's going to be people that are avid ebook readers that are probably like you idiot that's been there for some length of time but it's not Hmm. like it's been there forever ever okay so i sort of don't like reading ebooks because i tend to like my eye tends to like zone off the page and it wanders and i just read it now like it's it's i don't know it made a huge difference and i interesting so i would say play around with fonts She's talking to you guys, not me. I'm, I can't read it. Yeah, either. not you. Nan, we ain't going to do it. She's talking so to you guys. If you're, if you're struggling, play around with some of the fonts and find one that works for you. Maybe that dyslexia one's the one for you. Yeah. I don't have dyslexia, but I definitely have like, my eye doesn't do well with Just like, wandering eye reading. or something. Yeah. 
Well, that's if I have to read something physically, I read really slowly because it's it's harder for me to read, like read, read. So yeah, yeah, especially on a screen. Yeah, so. yeah. Huh. Well, there's a tip, guys. <laughs> there's a tip. Tip from me to you. It's probably wow. something you already knew because I am behind the eight ball, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to break some books down. Uh, this is a new year. I have made a decision that I want to share with you. Did I share it with you already? No, I, I don't think I shared it with you. Why am I scared? Oh, no. It's something to be afraid. Okay. It's something to be afraid about. She's going to be like, I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I give up on books. <laughs> this is turning am... into a TV channel. <laughs> I could have one of those too. You Where could. I could. Yeah. All right. So I've made the decision for this year. I'm not going to use my library at all. I know, right? I know because you know I go hard with my library. Yeah, I know. I'm not using the library this year. You have a question? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what in the tomfoolery is happening right now? Why okay. am I on like a no buy, low buy year where I'm like, I'm going to like just decimate my library and use it for all that it's worth? And you're like, no, I'm not going to go to the library. What? What? Alyssa, what, what, is, what has happened? Put on your put on I'm your memory scared. brain. Put on your memory brain. When I walk into my library, do I ever walk out of there without a crap ton of books? No. Right. I have no self-control in the library, Alyssa. You know this about me. I can't yeah, go in yeah. there and come out with less than 10 books. And what does that do? That further takes me away from reading what I already own. So I've decided this year I'm not going to the library at all. I'm just, the only thing I'm reading are books on my shelves and books that the publisher sends me. That's it. Because I get very distracted by the library. I will walk in that bad boy with the intention of picking up one book. One book. And what do I do? I come out with 14. Okay? I, I just, I can't. I, it's, it's a note. I still love you. All six library sisters that I belong to. I love you all. But I will not be an active patron this year. Sorry. I don't. I don't know if I know you anymore. I know. Do you see all these books in that other room over there? With the, There's a lot of books in here. I'm only reading the books I own and what publishers send me. That's it. That's it. I mean, I, I understand. I'm just saying. That's it. So I had to come to the realization that it's a huge distraction. So I'm removing that distraction. Okay. I mean, it's fair. It's 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 fair. You do tend to haul a lot of library books. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I really do. I really, I, like, I haul so much. You know when they have those contests of, like, who checked out the most books in a year? Like, I've won that twice. Like, don't don't come for me. I use the library. So, like, if I take a year okay. off, it's okay. I I check out physical books from the library so infrequently that I wouldn't even know that there was that oh. kind of competition. I do like oh, a lot yeah. of digital stuff. Are you still doing digital stuff, Phil? Um, not as much. Because you're not even listening to audiobooks. Well, we had this talk, right? <laughs> yeah. So Who are you? It's not me, man. It's the brain, right? <laughs> I, I just... If it is a book where I need to really pay attention or I am trying to really dive deeper to that text, I cannot audiobook it. 
The, so, okay, the, the thing is with audiobooks for me, my eye is twitching. I, Did you see that? My eye just went. Ugh. I know, I know. But the thing with audiobooks for me is, I just, I, I stop active listening. I stop actively listening. It's like it'll be on, but all of a sudden my brain has completely tuned it out. Like completely. I know, we have different brains. I yeah, know. We have different so brains. I, the only I, here's what I'm good at an audiobook. If it's something like, um, I don't know, some kind of a cutesy little contemporary, you know what I mean? Where there's no like deeper message or whatever. And I'm like in the car. Okay. That's a good time for me to put one on. You know what I mean? Um, but, or, or if I have like, um, oh, like the Expanse series, I can listen to that while I'm reading with the book. I can't even listen mm-hmm. to the Expanse series on audio only because I'll get lost. I still need the book in front of me to like read the words. So, yeah. Yeah, we have different <laughs> brains. That's okay. We have totally different brains. Because I like, like I play before, video games and listen to game books. But it's something, about, it's something about your brain where even when you're listening to things uh, where you know you're going to discuss it later with me, you can retain that stuff. I just keep zoning out, zoning out, zoning out, zoning out. Like I was never even there. I think my brain, like, I think my brain partitions itself pretty decently. Mm. So, like, it can, like, I, I, I can play video games where I have to read text that is Oof. separate from the like, text I'm hearing in my ears. And I still can, like, retain both things. Let me tell you something. I recently I tried- couldn't, like, listen to a book and it. read a different book. I couldn't do that. But, like, you know, I can go bopping around cozy grove and when the little bears have to tell me stuff i can like skim that and not miss what they're saying in my ear holes nope i have tried like plain solitaire there's nothing to that game just that is basic it's as basic as you can get and i've tried playing that while listening to an audiobook you know what happened it's like the audiobook disappeared for me <laughs> so <laughs> B- for solitaire? yeah okay. so do you have to I find this all very fascinating. We have very different brains. Uh, mm-hmm. So do you have to have music without words if you have music on while you're reading? Yes. <gasps> yes. 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 Partly because I'll start singing along. That's number one. And then the other reason is just a, it's a total distraction. So usually when I'm reading at home, I always, almost always have on one of my um, ambient sound rooms on YouTube because I like mm-hmm. to have like a nice pretty picture in the background. And I like, mm-hmm. you know, the sound of like a little light jazz at the coffee shop, you know, but like, but words, you couldn't, like ma'am, get out of here. Listen to a song with lyrics. There's no way in hell. Oh my God. There's absolutely no way I could do that. I, yeah, no, I, can. I cannot do that. I'm fascinated with how different our <laughs> brains are. I want to know what everybody else. Yeah. Like, if, if you're on the, like, especially the YouTubes t- t- talk comments yeah what is your brain like and also i um i feel like sometimes the audiobooks take the enjoyment out of it for me for me that's when it's a really bad audiobook and i will forever go back to the beautiful that is possibly the worst Mm. audiobook i have ever listened to and i listened to it on script before script allows you to speed it up Mm. So it was even more 
just absolutely torturous because the one character would just talk so slow and at two times speed it felt like it was at half speed it was exhausting to listen to and just itself was not it was not even a good like it the way it was narrated just really ruined the story oh i'm not talking about actual bad storytelling or narration i'm talking about what makes it a bad experience for me is because I keep zoning out so much. I think I have to keep rewinding. That's a bad experience. Mm, yeah. I have to keep, like what? Ha- like like how? Like how long was I out this time? How long was it? Ten minutes? Was it two? So like it's a terrible sometimes, experience. Sometimes that happens when I'm tired and I'm driving. Um, that happened with the second Amgash, um, the Lucy Barton books, the mm-hmm. short stories one. I mm-hmm. when they went from. Um, What's her name? Fat Patty? Whatever mm-hmm. that te- like. So when it went from that story to the next story, like I missed how I I must have zoned out driving to work, and I missed um. how we went from the end of that story to the next one, and it was only like five or ten minutes. So it wasn't even like I was very far into the story. But when I tuned back in, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he was getting sexually assaulted. I was like, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. 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 So it does happen to me. It's not like it never happens to me. But usually, for me, it happens usually when I'm driving. Because, you know, like when you're just driving and you, like, get home and you're like, wait a minute. I was just at work. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You maybe don't because you have so much traffic. But, like, when you don't have mm-hmm. traffic and you're just, like, cruising and you realize that you've just, you have no idea how, like, 20 minutes of your life just passed by. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's I, I'm not anti audiobook. It's just that it doesn't it doesn't my brain doesn't you. like it all the time. And it doesn't always make my reading experience full. And so I've 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 cut back on them. Um that's just, you know, hey, I just go with the flow, you know? My brain don't like it. I do something different. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We've been talking for a while. Do you want to talk about our books? Oh, yeah. So we're going to share with you some of the books from our shelves that we would like to read this year. We each have um, 10. And mm-hmm. um, I will probably listen to most of them on audiobook while Naomi will not. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of mine is, it's, it's two books, but it's one author. I want to read these two memoirs by Margot Jefferson. Uh, Negro Land and Constructing a Nervous System. I've wanted to read this for a really long time, Negro Land. And um, and then Pantheon last year sent me Constructing a Nervous System. So she's just very high on my list and I want to finally get to her. Cool. Uh, I have an interesting mix of books here. Um, so this is technically three books, but I would like to read this. I have two, two things, three things that are actually a collection of books, but mm-hmm. are bound up into one. And one is I want to finally read the Laurel K. Hamiltons. So I have Club Vampire, which is the first three books. Uh, I also have, I think, the next bind up, which is the next three books. And then I have mm-hmm. a couple other ones uh, randomly really late in the Anita Blake series. But somehow yeah. I never read these and I would like to. They're and so I think good. on an. On an older episode, you and I talked about doing some more deep dives into the vampire lit. So mm-hmm. this is this is part of that. So hopefully I can get through these. I mean, I regret this giving year. away all those books. 
I hope that there's more bind-ups of the early ones like this because I because there's so many books. It would be nice to get like a, a few of them in like one big because there's I mean space is limited. That's one of the other yeah. things from the goals for the year is that like I have to be a little bit more ruthless in the unhaul. So like oh, if I, I, I didn't like you, you're we've always ruthless. Yeah. I so I need to be more ruthless and just be like, yeah, no, I'm either never reading that or I did not like that. It's going away. Exactly. Like, why are you holding on to that? What are you going exactly. to do? If you really want it, you can get it again at the library or whatever. So it's so true. Hey, but, you just did it with your um who's that lady you like? Um oh uh what's her name? Claiborne something. Um D- Diane. No. She writes two different series. One of them you had before you gave it away and then you bought it again. What is oh, Deanna, Deanna Rayborn. Yes, Deanna there you Rayborn. go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And I'm yeah. mad that I got rid of them, but I'm also like, whatever, it's fine. I'll yeah. Them back. It's fine. Yeah. And I might unhaul them again. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I know there are some people out here who like to, they like to keep every single book they ever read. That's cool. I really only want to keep books that I read and really enjoyed. I don't want to see a book on my shelf that it was like, uh, you were a dud. I don't want to see you. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 So I would keep your eyes peeled at my pango, everybody, because it's gonna I mm-hmm. hopefully be happen this year. So yeah. anyway. What else you got? Okay, I finally want to get to Zadie Smith's on beauty. I know my light oh, is I have right that. here. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to just read a little bit on the inside. I, I and I I think I'm gonna read this like in the first within the first three months of this year. Um so the flap, I'll just read a little bit. The flap says, Howard Belsey is an Englishman abroad, an academic teaching in Wellington, a college town in New England. Married young, 30 years later, he is struggling to revive his love for his African-American wife, Kiki. Meanwhile, his three teenage children, Jerome, Zora, and Levi, are each seeking the passion, ideals, and commitments that will guide them through their own lives. After Howard has a disastrous affair with a colleague, his sensitive older son, Jerome, escapes to England for the holidays. In London, he defies everything the Belsey's represent when he goes to work for Trinidadian right-wing academic and pundit Monty Kipps. Taken in by the Kipps family for the summer, Jerome falls for Monty's beautiful, capricious daughter, Victoria. This just sounds wonderful. <laughs> I have So that. good. We must read it together, I think. It. I was going to say, let me I know when you read it. We can read it for the channel. For the channel. That's what I think. I think podcast, it'll be a discussion. Whatever. Yeah, I think it'll be a That's podcast a discussion, discussion book. Uh, book. Mm-hmm. We should make a list for that. Anyway. I should start it for us. Uh, note to the editing, Alyssa's and Naomi's. Make a list. Um, I don't really want to talk about this too much because I've, I've said I'm going to read this so many times and I haven't even cracked it open. And that is our night. It is time for me to get to this. So, Alyssa. Okay. Alyssa. Alyssa. All right. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. All right. Let me push you a little bit. Okay. So I am about what? I'm about 400 pages in. God dang it. It's so good. You're gonna the love it. The problem is, the problem is, is that I have to read it physically. It is quite large, and I, it's going to require my time. And you know that it's hard for me to sit oh. down and read a large okay. book physically. So hang on. So I may on. have to try to get it on my Kindle and read it that way wait, from the library. Wait, do this for me because tr- I'm telling you, this book reads really quickly. It reads really fast, just like set a 20 minute timer and just start. It flows so quickly. Just set a 20 minute timer and just start it. But it's so good. Oh, it's so good. 
Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm loving it. I already know it's going to be a favorite of this year. I know I'm going to love it. (gasps) It's just, it's just, yes, you are. You are. You are. Um, uh, another, so my next one is another author that I want to get to, and it's Gail Jones. And I want to read four of her books that I own. Um, I own, um, Palmieri's. I think that How came out at the, hmm? I said 10 books. How did I know you were somehow going to turn 10 books into 20? Because I'm only going to give the titles and the author and I'm only showing this one book of hers, which is the bind up. See? <laughs> See? I knew you were going to sneak that in there. Well, primaries, I have the standalone. And then I've got this bind up of The Healing, Corregidor, and Eva's Man. I've been wanting to read her for a really long time. So I am going to probably have like a Gail Jones like week or something soon and just read all her stuff. See, that was quick. That sounds excellent. That was quick. Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm not mad at you. I just know you. And I, I knew you were <laughs> never going to stick to specifically 10 books. It was never going to happen. Not in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm so, so bad. I got this for 15 whole cents at McKay's. And I want to know yeah. if I like it. And that is Mark Halpern's uh, Winter's Tale, which I know is a movie. It is big and chunky and i want to know if i like this because if i don't like this i want to get rid of it because it takes up space Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so i need to know and uh this is a book about the beauty and complexity of the human soul about god love and justice and yet you can lose yourself in it as if it were a dream you will be transported to new york to new york of the belle epoque to a city clarified by a siege of unprecedented winters i don't know Mm. I know it's a movie. I think the movie did really poorly. It says it is a gifted writer's love affair with the language. Okay. So I don't All right. know. Now, are you familiar with that author? Like with other stuff? No. Nope. Or okay. I just recognized this. It was 15 cents and I picked it up at yeah. McKay's. And I feel like I had seen a bunch of people talking about it and liking it. And also, I really like this picture of um, Grand Central Station. And it's set in mm-hmm. New York. You know, like you hit a lot of like ding, ding. Alyssa will try it. But then also right. I have another one of his, a great soldier. No, a soldier. A soldier great war. That seems okay. like a not making any sense title. But anyway, I have another one right. that sounded really interesting. That's kind of, I think, post-World War. I want to say one. And... I want to see if I like this one. And then if I don't like this one, I'll try the other one. And if I dislike both of them, we'll get rid of them. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, <clears throat> my next one is um, a trilogy. <laughs> I think it's called, Out- I think it's called the Outpost Trilogy. Anyway, I've had this book, book one, Outpost for like, I don't know, four years. And I just mm-hmm. found books two and three at McKay the last time that I went. So I am going to read this trilogy this year. Finally, this is sci-fi. You know, you got a failing, you know, um, colony, government overthrow, all that good juicy sci-fi stuff. So I'm really looking forward to reading this trilogy. Finally, I cannot believe I just walked in there and saw books two and they're just sitting right there like, come get me. And I did. I got them. (laughs) So I think this next one's going to make you very happy because I've never read it and you found it for me. And I'm very happy and glad that you did. And that is Toni Morrison's Beloved. I've yes. never read it. It's time to read it. And yeah. 
So do I need to say yes. what this is about? I don't, it, it's a classic. Read the it book. Is. I'm going to read it. So I'm going to reread it. Time. There's also um, a book club whose name is escaping me right now. And they are doing different sort of classics. And one of them is Beloved. And then there's another one that's on their list that's on my list here. And mm-hmm. then I think there might be like one other one that was something that I wanted to read with them too. So okay. um, it's hitting a few because one of the things I want to do, I have a lot of classics up here. And I, yeah. I realized this year or end of last year the amount of holes there are in my like actual reading of classic literature and I need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I want my- to, not because you have to read classics, but because I want to fix it. I just want to, just want to put that out there before anybody gets their little panties in a twist. <laughs> I mean, my classic, well, that's going to sound raunchy. I'm going to say it anyway. My classic reading hole is very large too. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> It's large and deep, okay? So uh, I've got we a like ton large of classics. We do. <laughs> I have a ton of classics on my shelves, and I do plan to get through at least half this year. Uh, so I am excited about that. And and, and I'm talking about our, our standard classics, and I, I'm still working off that Zora um, canon list, which is the Zora canon is a list of of 100 of the greatest works written by Afri- African-American women. So like I'm working through all of that as well. Slowly but surely. So I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm literally thinking about Monster Peen right now. Well, you know, Mate, Mate, what is it? Made Beast? Made Beast, Beast, Charlotte Powers. Yeah, I will hoar out Charlotte's book all year, guys. I will I love find it. a way to slip it into every episode. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and this episode is not child friendly. <laughs> That our episodes right. are rarely ever child friendly. You know how I go on these like deep dive internet searches of like new authors, new to me authors and books. And I was looking for, you know, just women sci-fi writers. And this, this writer kept coming up, Elizabeth Moon. I was like, I have never heard of this woman. And so I walk in McKay and it's like four of her books there. And I'm like, well, what is this? And they happen to be in the same series. So I got all four. I'm only missing one more, but I've already ordered it, which is book three. Um, and I, the first of all, the covers are great. Can I, those of you who are not watching the video, uh, go check it out. The covers are fantastic. I just, I love them. I love how much you love space books. And like I will like a space book, but like that's not my full jam. Like I like oh, like a good dystopian. Me. I like a good like just general fantasy world. Like mm-hmm. I, I I can do space, but you're mm-hmm. like you all the space. <laughs> I love a space story. I love a space opera, and so mm-hmm. I you know just just throw me a space. So I'm looking forward to reading this series. This is this is called Veda's Veda's War series. Veda's War. And there are five books. Five books and I have four. So I'm excited to get into Elizabeth Moon this year. I've never heard of that person. So I'm interested to see what you think of them. Just because that'll be like a good new to me person. For sure. So one of my newer author obsessions from 2022 was Kajiro Ishigaro. Which I still don't think I say that right, but one day I'll get there. So the last one that I own that I haven't read yet, I believe that is the true statement. 
Yes, I think I've read everything else. Is um, when we were orphans. Mm. So I, mm-hmm. I want to get to this before I get to anything else, and then hopefully on Pango with some of my Pango bucks, um, and when we go to McKay's, I can find a few more of the other works of his that I don't own. <clears throat> there's another one that I really want to own because there's kind of like. I'm not going to call it a trilogy, but people talk about them like the three of them go together. And I think it's like the big giant or like the sleeping giant or something like that. And Hmm. uh, Never Let Me Go and Clara and the Sun are all somehow kind of thematically connected. connected. And so I want to find whatever that one is that my brain is not recalling the title of. Um, But this is the one I have. Okay. So this is a renowned London detective. Christopher Banks was born in Shanghai at the beginning of the 20th century and lived there relatively happy until he was orphaned by the disappearances of his father and mother. Now more than 20 years after leaving Shanghai, he is a celebrated figure in London society, yet the criminal expertise that has garnered his fame has done little to illuminate his understanding of the circumstances of his parents' alleged kidnappings. He travels back to Shanghai and he figures out all of that. So it just sounds... Okay. Yeah. And People like, do I never like really, that one. Yeah, and I never really know how to take the summary of a, of a Ishiguro's book because I just feel like there's so much more to the book, which is good. Um than what is said on the back like this reads very much like um a historical fiction mystery but i'm sure there's going to be so much more involved in that than meets the eye like it's not just Mm. a mystery book because Mm -hmm. it's ishigara so right very excited love him you've only read claire and the sun right i've only read claire and the sun and i only own the remains of the day I would be curious to see what you think of the reigns of the day because it's like a. I was talking to somebody about this uh, the other day because they were reading Clara and giving me all their updates while they were reading it, and I feel like as much as I liked the remains of the day, I'm glad that my entry point was Clara and not mm-hmm. the remains of the day because I don't know if I would be so in love from the beginning with him. Mm. If I had entered with Remains of the Day, not because of the Remains of the Day, there's anything really wrong with it. It's just, I don't think, I think I needed that sort of science fiction element to hook me okay. on wanting to read his entire catalog. And if I had just read Remains of the Day, I might not realize that he has that element in his okay. like repertoire, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so. it does. I see. Yeah, well, I'm going to get to it this year for sure. I would like to get through all of my translated books this year. And I have big aspirations for my own personal reading. All right. The next one is one I did not get to last year. This is Phenotypes by Paulo Scott. Um, He is called one of Brazil's finest contemporary writers. And this book tackles the Brazilian governmental bureaucracy and their attempts to address problems with the racial quota systems in its higher education. So I am looking forward to reading this finally. I've heard some mixed things on that one, but I'm curious to see how I, I have feel to. about it. I have to. <clears throat> Maybe one day I'll get to it. Um, I have on my little classics sort of romp through my shelves, uh, Brideshead, because for some reason I've never actually read Brideshead. And I've mm-hmm. had this since this motion picture came out. 
Oh my God. Look how young Emma Thompson is. <laughs> no. I just want you to understand how long I've had this movie tie-in edition oh, so funny. of this. Okay. That's, that's a lot how, of years. It's a lot of years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Classic, clear, <laughs> classic, clear, dark academia lit. Okay. All right. There we go. Need to read it. Yeah. Great and All wonderful right. Emma Thompson, everybody. <laughs> Um, my next one, this was an author that you read a book from, but I don't think you loved. I think you thought it was okay. Not this book, but this author. This is Lady Vine by Marie. I don't know how to say her last name. I can't see it because I have shitty reception over here. Yeah. Marie. I don't know how to say that last name, but, Spell um, it. I think, um, N-D-I-A-Y-E. Oh, yeah. You know, um, yeah. The portrait in green. Um, yes, that's the green. one. Yeah. I. Yeah, I'm curious to see what her other writings like. So let me know yeah. how you like that one because I didn't dislike her writing necessarily, but right something right. So I'm interested. So this is translated from the French by Jordan Stump. I'll just read just a little bit. Uh, it says on the first Tuesday of every month, Clarissa Riviere leaves her husband and young daughter and secretly takes the train to Bordeaux to visit her mother, Lady Vine. Just as Clarissa's husband and daughter know nothing of Lady Vine, Clarissa herself has hidden nearly every aspect of her adult life from this woman who she dreads and despises, but also pities. Okay. Complicated mother-daughter relationship. Here for we it. We love those. Mm-hmm. There you go. Huh. So this is the other book club book that I want to hop in on on that book club. And that is Sarah Waters' Fingersmith. Oh, I'm reading that this month. Um, next so, month. We, Yay! I read one Sarah Waters. Is that what I've read so far? We've been trying to get me tipping the velvet for a while, but we're having a problem getting I'll that. I'll never that see seems it. You read The Little Stranger, right? Yes, that's the one mm-hmm. I read. And then I have this one, and I have The Paying Guest. And so we're still trying to get The Little Stranger, because I don't own that one. And tipping the velvet. And you need The Night Watch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I really which I did. always look for for you. The Little Stranger was not in general, like overall, the whole story was kind of like, hmm. but it, it gave fine. me a, a lot of uh, De Maurier kind of vibes in some mm-hmm. ways. And so I really enjoyed Sarah Waters. So I want to see how I get on with the fingersmith. So. Yeah. Tip of the Vote was great. I can't wait for you to read that one. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Think one, really day. Enjoy it. one day. One day. Um, I don't know what made me buy this book when I was at McKay, but I did. Uh, this is The Magic Mountain by Thomas Mann. Oh. And <laughs> I don't know. Really? I, I was listening, I was listening to a podcast. Thomas Mann? I was all listening to this podcast place. and they were talking about this book and I was like, oh, sounds interesting. Uh, translated from the German by H.T. Low Porter. Um, so yeah i'm gonna check this out here's what's funny right so i got this and then when i started reading ken ken mentions thomas mann in the magic mountain like a lot like the first 100 pages i was like oh this is crazy that was just kind of full circle so yeah the magic i'm mountain. so far behind reading oh ken. here's what i heard i heard and I, I don't know if it's true but i heard what? that the magician is kind of based off the magic mountain Oh, interesting. I have the magician. There's like some connection there. I know. So just just so you know, that's what I heard. Okay. 
Will you let me know how you get on with man? Um, yes. <laughs> I would like to read. Finally, I was very excited to purchase this. And I know book two is out already. Um, but this is Mordu, which. Yes. A, which has people who have read it have really loved this. Not a lot of people seem to have read it. But those who have, have loved. So I would like to be one of those people that has read it and loves it. And Look where I was pushing uh, that one really hard. Yeah. It's, it, first of all, is just a lovely book. It has those, like, not quite Bible thin, but just slightly heavier weight than Bible mm-hmm. thin paper. It just feels lovely. Um, I, I, I guess it's just, I don't even know how to describe this. It's... Propulsive, compulsively readable, full of unforgettable characters, and a talking dog who wants to be a philosopher. Mordu is an epic fantasy, strange, new, and terrifyingly alive. Oh. Yes, please. All I know is it's supposed to be like a little bit sarcastic in some ways is what I kind of got. Uh, it has like a whole glossary in the front of the people. There's like a lot in this world. There's there's a lot to this. I feel like I'm just I don't know. I, mean, I feel like yeah. I'm in for a journey with this. And I think you I, are. I'm very excited to get to this. And the second one's out. And yeah, I think you are. All right. Um, I really want to get to Wayward, which is book two uh, in the Wanderer series by Chuck Wendig. I read Wanderers for a second time at the end of 2022 mm-hmm. still a complete joy and just i loved it so much so i am looking forward to getting to wayward because the way wanderers ends like he totally because there was it was it was not supposed to be a series but the way he ended it it's like it could very well be a series it's it's so yeah. open you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i i'm so excited to get to wayward yeah and i did i did wa- read what's it called what was the thing I read? Oh, the Book I of Accidents. Yes, and I didn't. I didn't hate the Book of Accidents. I enjoyed okay, it. I thought it was interesting. You thought I was going to hate it. I. I just, you know, I was. I'm. I was afraid. I was. I was afraid. <laughs> First, I was no. Afraid. I said I think you're going to hate Wanderers. Oh yeah, you do think I'm going to hate that? Yeah. Um. I have my last two are both bind ups of trilogies. So the first trilogy is like a foundational sci-fi text that I have not read yet. And that is the foundation trilogy by Mm -hmm. Asimov. Um, You got that? Yes. This is a fantastic find that we had at the McKay's and Mm -hmm. it's time. It's just time for me to, to, to read this. Um, I need it in my life. So that's that. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to read this. Hmm, should I join you? Hmm. Yes. Cause as you you know, when I opened up my those the boxes of my of my dad's books. Your dad in my garage, had them, Jenny. My dad had them. So yeah. I could join you. You could join yeah. me. You should join yeah. me. Yeah. Miss Ooh, Space Opera, you should read it. Like this is <laughs> I'm like, look at that, look at that author photo. Remember when I author know. photos took up the whole back of the yes. book? Like yes. it's so <laughs> It's so rare to see this. I only see this with like Nora Roberts books and not even all Nora Roberts books are even like right. this anymore. Like it is so rare. 
to yeah. find a newly printed book. Bring it back, giant. guys. Bring it back. Full author yeah. photo on the back of the and book. It, you know what? Do it, but then also have it be fun. Or like yes. at a minimum, can you bring back summaries on the back of a book instead of just blurbs from other authors? Yeah. Like, I will accept that in a hardback because there's a flap on a dust jacket. I will mm-hmm. not accept mm-hmm. that on a paperback. Yeah. Put a summary on the back of it. Yeah, Thank please you. do. The blurbs are not helping me. No. I don't right. care that Charles C. Dick thinks that, like, this book is fantastic. Exactly. Great. Exactly. What's it about? Give me a, I don't give know me who a Charles hint. C. Dick is, but. You know, okay, this is my last one. And, um,. This is Identity by Methuselah, y'all. And this is translated from the German. The cover is amazing. That, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was translated from German. I'm going to say when you held up that book, that would not be my first thought. Yeah. And um, I hope I got that right. And th- okay, it says, a wickedly satirical debut novel about a German Indian student whose world is upended when she discovers that her beloved professor who passed for Indian is in fact white. So there you have it, identity. <laughs> and that's my last one. That sounds curious, and I like that. All right, yeah. so we did foundational sci-fi text. We're going to do foundational fantasy text. February 1st, there are a group of us. Oh, boy. Starting the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I went out, and I bought myself my own bind-up of the Lord of the Rings. because You Jesus know who I'm reading that sh- with, right? Who? Are you Your reading guy? that with my guy, the pompous word salad man? Yes. <laughs> oh God. That's on you the know, list. You know you can re- you can read it for free with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the list. <laughs> anyway, in February we're reading Lord of the Rings, a group of us, and um, I went and got my own bind up because jesus though he has many a copy i was like there's no way this man is gonna want me to read it and he was i was like he saw it and i was like this is mine this is not yours he goes but why wouldn't you buy your own i have my i have i have i have so many copies and i said so if i wrote in your you would write in my copies I was like, and this is why Case in point. i don't find them of lord of the rings so yeah yes so we were t- we were we were talking and we sort of made a loose plan that maybe we do like watch a movie, read the first mm-hmm. book, watch a movie, watch, read the second book. Oh, that's good. So. That's a good plan. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I won't be reading that time. until May. We're starting in February. Hopefully I'll be better with this than our kin read along, which I'm not, I'm not very far into kin. Yeah. Ooh, guess what we're reading in February? There were too many Carlos or whatever their names are. I got very distracted. I couldn't keep up with all the Carlos and Ken. Well, okay, so here's my strategy with reading Ken. Because what I realized is I can't read it for long. Although most of the chapters are very short, you know, and they do feel like individual stories that are all connected. But I still could not read it for very long. And I think the max that I can read in terms of pages in one sitting is like 100. But even that's pushing it. And, and hold up. And if I do that, I cannot read it the next day. I can. I like need a break 10. from it. I don't know. I'm not very far into it. I have to like. Yeah. So. Um, oh, my little light died again. <laughs> so that's so that's that. That's my strategy with reading um, Ken. But like I have like 300 more pages to go and that I'm done. 
So no. I'll just that, that'll be the albatross weekend. around my neck until the end of the year. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's not just your fault. Don't worry. There's two of you to blame for this. Well, oh, so February you're doing Lord of the Rings, and we're mm-hmm. doing the Brothers Karamazov. So I'm really ex- excited about that. Am I? Did we agree to that? No, not we. I'm sorry, not we. The hardcore literature people. Oh, I was like, when did You're I like, agree wait, to what? that one? Like, what? <laughs> Hang on a minute. What? Yeah. But I mean, you I did can. send me a fresh copy that had better um, uh, spacings for you to write in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank one. you for that. I mean, I will read it at some point, but I don't think that's on my. I want to finish. People keep, I, I did have some people trying to get me because it seems like a lot of people are starting War and Peace at the beginning of this year. I don't, maybe it's mm-hmm. just January, new me, new year bullshit that makes everybody pick mm-hmm. up War and Peace. But I refuse to pick up War and Peace until I have finished Anna Karenina. Ah. Uh, here's so, what I can say about War and Peace so far that book reads fast. It's Tolstoy, very like. Tolstoy it's fast. reads fast, Tolstoy is incredibly readable. Um, yeah. I just put down Anna Karenina and haven't picked it back up. And right. the thing is, like, I think I remember enough of it that I can just jump back in. I may go back a chapter. Um, mm-hmm. But Tolstoy is incredibly readable. I think of yeah, a lot of, of like the biggies of Russian lit. Like he's incredibly literal. Literal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> incredibly readable. <laughs> yeah. He just is long. So it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's far, got like, like a I lot mean, of just... wit and... He makes it's a very lot of witty. really amazing uh, observations about the period, and it's he's like War and Peace feels like a like I'm just in the very beginning, but like it's like oh, am I reading like a, a gossip column? Like do, I feel you like I'm getting are. the tea. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the tea. That's how it feels. Um, but I'm I'm enjoying it so far. So good. It's going to be interesting. I've never read a book over the course of an entire year, so that's new for me. So um, I'm I'm just along for the ride to see how that experience is going to be. You know, I have to figure out lighting if we're going to keep filming things in the evenings. We are in the not. Winter. Yeah, they, they, we let's let's make sure we don't do this a lot, okay? Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah. So my th- little those light are our... has died. It's a battery was... powered thing. Oh, so battery died. powered. Okay, it died. Anywho, well, we're wrapping it up anyway. We're going to do our recommendations, <laughs> and then um, then we're out of here. So, recommendations. Recommendations time. I'm going to recommend, and I have a, a, I have to edit it, but I have like an individual review that's hopefully articulate um, of this. But uh, I'm going to recommend How Beautiful We Were by Mbolu Mbo. Probably said that all wrong, but I tried. I tried. It's probably wrong. Um, this was phenomenal. Uh I literally was like driving and hitting the the bookmark. Um, and you know, like when you hit the bookmark on an audiobook, like you have to type something in to save it. And I would just go like, blah, 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 and like hit save. So like, they're not even coherent. They're just like letters to save it. Cause I'm trying to like drive and not miss that general spot in the text. Cause there, some of the writing is just so beautiful, but I don't know why this really got no buzz. This is yeah. a really well-written, interesting, and moving depiction of sort of modern-day colonialism. The idea of a corporation from the West coming in to uh, 
Africa specifically and just destroying and decimating a, a place and its people and its environment and just sucking out all the money and resources that they can um, how they conspire with the local government to to do these things so that there isn't even really any legal recourse for these people living in these towns that are getting sick and are you know having all of the negative repercussions of this. There's also discussions of um, activism and the way that you can get attention from the Western world, uh, but and that brings light to your cause and might get momentum to your cause. But as soon as like the next shiny object of um, activism kind of pops up, like the next atrocity, like you lose all of that support because it's going to go from you to like some giant oil spill or to some genocide somewhere else. And you kind of get like forgotten, like your plight gets forgotten for the next thing. You see how there's like discussions of do revolutions even work or do revolutions just kind of change things for a short term and then do they just devolve kind of back into where you were before? Um, so it, there's a lot in this story of these people and it follows like 20 years from like the 80s to like the 2000s and you follow all these different people in this uh, fictionalized town and how this oil company coming in and putting in pipelines and piping out oil really truly affect these people down to just their their basic way of living and yeah. they, they eradicate their culture they just like they it is so well done and so beautifully written and i just wow. don't know why more people have not been talking about it Wow, that sounds fantastic. I mean, I, I've heard about it, um, but again, I'm like you. I don't think it was a book where a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah. There were small pockets of people talking about it, but like it did not hit like mass appeal. I'm sorry if you can hear Mercy and her squeaky toy. We hear nothing. <laughs> okay, good. Wow, okay. Wow. I think you will really like it. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. Maybe I'll see it in April. Is that when we're doing stuff? Because right. I need to plan that weekend. <laughs> oh, whenever. Whenever you... This is we on you and your schedule. Yeah, yeah we'll figure whenever. it out. That's nothing yeah. to do with the podcast. That's coming. Yeah. So, oh, yes, it does. That's books, honey. That's books. Well, That's I know, I but they don't you. need to be here for us, like, planning when I'm going to take Oh, no, vacation. not the planning, no. <laughs> but for, for those of you who are new here, Alyssa comes up and I take her on, like, a massive book thrifting uh, crawl. It's yeah. It's... It's crazy. Um, all right. My recommendation is Rogues. True Stories of Grifters, Killers, Rebels, and Crooks by Patrick Radden Key. First of all, let me say, I love this guy. Okay? I still haven't read I that. mean, he really is fantastic. <laughs> this was great. And thank you, Doubleday, for sending me the advanced copy as well as the finished hard copy. I appreciate that greatly. But this was great, right? So you got all these individual stories about <laughs> various grifters killers rebels and crooks and every story was great but there was one that really stood out for me called the crime family uh how a notorious dutch gangster was was exposed by his own sister this story was such a trip i listened to it like a couple of times it was just like these people are so bold and also so murderous i just i could not get enough i highly recommend this you can listen to this 
you can read it quickly. It's a lot of fun. Um, the stories are great. You almost cannot believe these things actually happened, but they did because some people are terrible. Um, and again, like Keith does a fantastic job of writing all these stories. He really is phenomenal. Um, so I highly suggest you pick this up. That is out now. I really need to read that already. It's so good. It's so wild. You know what I mean? It's like wild. Yeah. That one about the Dutch gangster being exposed by his sister, like she had told on him, right? And had like supporting evidence. And so like there was a hit out on her and um, she like had like facial, like think the Charlie's Angels movies. Like she had like the facial things to, to put over her to like change her appearance. It is wild to change her appearance. It is, it was crazy. <laughs> It read like a movie, but like, no, that actually happened. Okay, so then I really do need to read it because that's right. insane. Right. That's and insane. then the sister, she wrote a book about it, which I'm going to track down and get one day and read it. But like, out of all those stories, which again, all the stories were good, but that one about that, that crime family, that one was like, what is happening? <laughs> it was incredible. You're going you're gonna to okay. enjoy it. Yeah. It sounds like I'm going to love it. Oh, that's good for the car, too, when you're driving to work. <laughs> oh, that's true. I do like nonfiction audiobooks, especially for the mm-hmm. car. I find them really interesting. Really yep. easy to listen to. It's like listening to a podcast. For sure. So, All right. Anyway. Uh, go to our website, tbrlodon.com. Check out our 2023 reading schedule. And check out our annual 12 Women, 12 Countries annual reading challenge. Read with us. Join our Discord. Subscribe to our newsletter. Leave and you. Yay! All right, I'm I'm hot from these lights, and I need to finish my laundry. <laughs> I need to finish my reread of Ninth House. So yes, that's anyway, it. That's We're all together. That's gonna do it for us. All right, bye. Bye. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We kindly ask that you go to Apple Podcast and subscribe to our show and leave a review. That would help us out tremendously. Don't forget to follow TBR Lowdown on Instagram at TBR Lowdown and visit our website for show notes, the link to join our Discord book club, and other information at tbrlowdown.com. You can follow me, Naomi, on Instagram at BookLadyReads and follow Alyssa on Instagram at NerdyNurseReads. Thanks again for listening and for your support. Until next time. Yeah.